This sermon was recorded at Christ Church, Jerusalem. Blessed by our teaching? Consider saying thank you with a financial gift at ChristChurchJerusalem.org. God has many ways to speak to his people. Dreams, vision, prayer, but also through the public reading and study of his word. So brothers and sisters, let's prepare our hearts. God is about to speak to us through his word. The first reading this morning comes from the Psalms, from Psalm 49. Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all who live in this world, both high and low, rich and poor alike. My mouth will speak words of wisdom. The meditation of my heart will give you understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. With the harp, I will expand my riddle. Why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches? No one can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for them. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough so that they should live on forever and not see decay. For all can see that the wise die, that the foolish and the senseless also perish, leaving their wealth to others. Their tombs will remain their houses forever, their dwellings for endless generations though they had named lands after themselves. People, despite their wealth, do not endure. They are like the beasts that perish. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading this morning is taken from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free, but Christ is all 
and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel portion for this Sunday is from the gospel of Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. It's a familiar parable. For those that might not know, we have a tradition where please stand. You stand in the presence of kings, especially when one is speaking. So brothers and sisters, the good news according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? And then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in abundance of possessions. And then he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. And then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus of grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. And then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Welcome to Christ Church. Today I have the great privilege of opening the Word of God before you and hearing what God has to say. It's a great honor. So, death, fool, this night your soul is required of you and the things that you have prepared, whose will they be? I think now is the time I'm supposed to make a joke about taxes and death. Um, Unfortunately, as you will learn, I'm not very good at coming up with custom jokes. It's a joke itself. Um, Like I said, not very good at it. But death. One of the interesting things about the liturgy and the lectionary is that every week, We go through a gospel portion, a different portion, and I can't choose what I would like to preach on. Today I preach from the book of Luke, from the book of Psalms. It might not be the easiest topic, it might not be the topic that we want to talk about, but death is important. Some of us think about death way too much. We're afraid of it. We're anxious. 
We don't know what is to come. Some of us don't think about it enough. Because it will come. And what will happen when death arrives at your doorstep? Romans 5.12 says this, Just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all have sinned. Death will come. But first, let's look at Psalm 49. Psalm 49, a psalm of the sons of Korah, some of my favorite writers of scripture. And they say this, Truly no man can ransom another or give to God the price of his life, for the ransom of their life is costly and can never suffice. You do not own your soul belongs to God, and you cannot ransom your soul with anything you have. The price is too steep. We see a parallel passage to this in Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, it says this, Jesus is talking to Peter. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Or in other words, how can you ransom your own soul? You can't. For the Son of Man is coming is going to come with his angels in the glory of the Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Truly, no man can ransom their own soul. The reason I love the sons of Korah is because I love history. And Numbers is an amazing book of the Bible. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Uh, in the book of Numbers, you have this rebellion against Aaron and Moses. And it's led by a coalition of men, including one Korah. And Moses stands up in front of this rebellion and he says, if you want to follow Korah, go stand by him. But if you're going to follow God, come over here and stand with me. In the ancient world, you did what your father told you to do, period. You did not rebel against your father did not turn away from him. You obeyed your father. And in the Psalms, we have Psalm after Psalm about the sons of Korah, and they proclaim what it means to go into the depths of the earth, to Sheol, to death. And they revisit the topic of death over and over and over in their Psalms in their prayers, in their praise of God. And you might wonder, why? 
Why are they so obsessed with death? Going into the deepest pit of the earth. After the people divide, some on Moses' side, some in the rebellion following Korah, the very earth opens up and swallows those who rebelled. And so how do we have this information? How do we have these prayers, these praises? It's because the sons of Korah left their father and joined God. And so when they talk about death, when they talk about the pit, uh, as they do here later on, God will ransom my soul from the power of Sheol. They're talking about their very history. They know what God can do. So when they talk about who can ransom their own soul, who can do that? The sons of Korah know who can do that because they've seen it. They've felt it. Even if it's generations later, they remember their history and they remember the righteousness, the faithfulness of their God. If you've heard any of our uh, sermons here before, you've probably heard this phrase, life begins now. More importantly, eternal life has already begun. Here we are on earth. Each one of us, unless Jesus returns with power and glory, will die. But eternal life has already begun. Now, one of the questions is, are we talking about death here or something more? Is there something more than just death? And I love what the psalm, what the psalm, psalmist does here, the sons of Korah, because they give this great introduction. Hear this, all people, give ear, all inhabitants of the earth, both low and high, rich and poor together. And then they come to verse 5, and they give this amazing poetic structure. Why should I fear in times of trouble? Lama ira bime ra. Very poetic, and it introduces you to the subject that they are going to talk about. And they're going to talk about fear. Why should I fear? And in this passage, you have many things about death. But is it fear or is it death that they fear? Why should I fear in times of trouble? And then you think you'll get the answer immediately. But instead of what they are to fear, it's who. When those who are iniquitous and cheat surround me. You have people who are around you 
who are not kind and nice. They cheat. They trust in their wealth. They boast of their abundance of their riches. Just as sometimes we think too much or too little about death, we sometimes think too much of those who surround us, who have more than we have, who are abundant or have abundance in their life. Money, power, prosperity, even family. But remember, they cannot buy their soul. They cannot ransom their soul. So we'll go to the passage of Luke. Chapter 12, verse 13. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. You have here the story of a man who comes to Jesus and he asks for Jesus to be a judge on inheritance. In scripture, we already have information on who inherits what. So why does he need Jesus to be a judge? He can literally go and read Deuteronomy or Leviticus, right? He can see what the inheritance measures that God has given are. So what does he want? More. Perhaps all of it. But probably uh, this man is not the firstborn because the firstborn gets a double portion. And he wants more. So God warns against greed. Jesus warns against greed. In the time of Israel, there's a major problem of idolatry in, the, in their land. Um, in fact, I would say uh, polytheism was the most common um, worldview in the land of Israel. They were idolatrous. You go to any archaeology site in Israel and there will be idols to this God, to that God, to this other God. And God took them out of the land and took them into captivity. And over time, idolatry faded away, or perhaps those who followed idolatry were absorbed <laughs> into the land that they were in. Um, and only those who understood that there is one God and only one God remained. So idolatry is less, but greed is more. During the time of the Persians, you have coin, real coin, 
So there wasn't any money per se before the Persians, they invented it. Um, but beyond that, the people of Israel, they, they prospered. You, you read about people like Mordechai, like Esther, like Nehemiah and Ezra, and they are in positions of power. They have authority, they have wealth, they have money. And when you read back, going back to Malachi, you read about the people and the fact that they were greedy. And then our passage for Colossians today, it says this. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So instead of following a God and praying, I want, let's say, Baal, who provides water. And in Israel, in order to have money, you have to have water. Because to have money, you have to have grain. And so instead of praying to Baal for rain, which is idolatry, they just want the grain and the money, which is greed. But the reason is largely the same. So throughout this period from the Persians until the time of Jesus, you had this concept growing that greed is a form of idolatry. And Jesus warns against idolatry. Be on your guard against all covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable saying, the land of a rich man produced plenty. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I, I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, my soul, mind you, but who can ransom their own soul? As we read in Psalms, it doesn't belong to you. I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many re years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. He's thinking about his current life, where he is right now. But what he does not realize is that very night, He will die. All that he has will be gone. So is that it? Is that the end of the story? Unfortunately, for some of us, that's basically the end of the story. What we have on earth is all the pleasure that we'll have, all the good that we have. Because you cannot ransom your own soul, you cannot buy 
your soul with what you have. However, there is good news. It's not just death and greed and oh no, this is awful. Why was I the one preached, picked to preach today? Uh, there is good news as well. Here it says, so is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And the same concept is in Psalm 49. Man in his pomp, yet without understanding, is like the beast that perish. So if you are relying on the treasure you store up, that's not good news. But what is this understanding? What is this treasure that is rich toward God? Because remember, eternal life has already begun. If we turn to the last passage, Colossians chapter 3. If you then, having been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, and again, all of us will die. Some of us have already died in Christ. And for those of you who have, this is important. For those of you who haven't, if you're afraid of death, come speak to us afterwards. If you then who have been raised with Christ seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. The things that are on earth we read today already. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. This is what we read about in Psalm. This is what we read about in Luke. These people who are rich because they are greedy. And sometimes even, especially in this period of, of uh, when Paul and Jesus are talking, there is this concept that everything we, like, if you're rich, it's because God has prospered you. Makes sense. It's in the Bible to some degree, right? And so... We read in, in Psalm once again that um, this is the path of those who have foolish confidence, yet after them people approve of their boasts. People look at people who are prosperous and are like, wow, that's great. Maybe I should follow after them. Maybe I should do what they do. The problem is, what they do is die. <laughs> That's what they do. Covetousness, which is idolatry, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these two, you once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put away all anger, 
wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old shelf with its practices and have put on the new shelf, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So what do you do? First of all, learn who God is. God is eternal. God does not change. But God loves you. He loved you enough that while we cannot ransom our own soul, he sent his son to die for us. But we are still called to look to the heavenly things, to have understanding, to be rich in the things of God. Unfortunately, this would be another sermon, but I think just hearing the word of God is sometimes what we need. Whatever I say is far less important than the word of God. So let us listen to what he says. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. If you cannot ransom your own soul with the things that you have, you can still be rich by doing the things that are eternal, the things that will last. Because your life has already begun. You are already living and serving God. Or at least I pray that you are. So go home and reread this passage. Reread Colossians chapter 3. And think about the things that you are currently doing that have no value and pray to God that he would help you seek the things that will really make you rich. We'll finish with a prayer. I love written prayers. 
They make you think. <laughs> so we will pray this. Almighty and merciful God, it is only by your grace that your faithful people offer you true and laudable service. Grant that we may run without stumbling to obtain your heavenly promises through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you've been blessed by this teaching, let us know by leaving a comment on our Facebook page, on SoundCloud, or by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. You can offer practical support by giving a donation at ChristChurchJerusalem.org. Thank you, and blessings from the City of the King.